So there's this trend of celebrities announcing that they don't bathe, I guess. Like Ashton Kutcher and Myla Kunis said they don't really bathe and they don't bathe their kids. And now Jake Gyllenhaal has said, quote, I find bathing to be less necessary. Maybe he's talking like in the pandemic and I clicked on the article and he talked about how we naturally clean ourselves, which just isn't true. I mean, there's one body part that cleans itself, but spoiler alert, Jake doesn't have that body part. And then it goes on to talk about bagels and lox and lox is salmon and what could be worse than eating a bunch of fish <laughs> and then not bathing. I don't know. Here's my question. Do these celebrity rich people like do they have sex smelling like they just rolled around in a bunch of rotten fish or do they make an exception and go ahead and bathe when they want to get laid? It's very confusing to me because hygiene is like so easy. Like anybody with one dollar can get a stick of deodorant at Dollar Tree. And these celebrities are like, no, I'm going to let my body bathe itself, which literally is not a thing. Our bodies don't bathe themselves. They don't clean. Our bodies don't <laughs> clean themselves. We literally just get more dirty. And I don't, I don't get it. These rich celebrities with literally anything they want at their fingertips, choosing to smell disgusting and be disgusting. Like one of the most simple joys of life is just like taking a hot shower at the end of the day and like uh, using a body wash and a lotion of the same scent and getting into bed smelling good. And if you're rich, that means you didn't even do any of the work to wash those bed sheets or tuck them in. And you're telling me you're choosing to crawl into bed dirty, smelling like a middle school boy's locker room? Are you kidding me? This is a thing right now? Oh, it's just so gross. These rich people with their privilege, just like, oh, what stupid thing can we talk about? And what stupid thing can we do that if anybody else does it, it's a liability. But if we do it, it's a cute little news story on Vanity Fair. I know I'm not going to bathe. Whatever, a bunch of morons.
four, three, three two, two, one. Okay, so a little backstory on the monologue <laughs> that the listeners just heard. You know, I've been off Twitter mostly for like a week and saw this thing floating around like another celebrity saying that he didn't bathe Jake Gyllenhaal whatever it's just so annoying and then oh I didn't see it you sent it to me and then last night um I accidentally had too much to drink (laughs) and I I recorded that monologue and I honestly don't know how I did it (laughs) I don't know how I plugged the microphone in and recorded it and exported it and shared it with you in the state that I was in because I just had one too many, literally just one, just one too many. And (laughs) so before, if you want to keep talking about those dirty celebrities, I have to tell this story about how Walmart saved my life this morning. I know that you've never had too much to drink because you're more spiritual and holy than me. Um, But so I do my grocery pickup yesterday or yeah, yesterday, actually yesterday morning. And sometimes they give me like a little sample bag with like a bag of chips and just random stuff they want me to buy next time I go to the store. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to peek in there yesterday evening before I walked out the door to go <laughs> have too many drinks and there's this thing in there called liquid IV have you heard of it I have not I'm slightly alarmed by this <laughs> I know and of course I did that thing where I just put some I just catalog something in my brain in case I need it for later even though at the time it's like liquid IV that's so weird so this morning when I woke up in a cold sweat at 6 <laughs> I was like, okay, I have a few choices here. (laughs) I can just start chugging the water that I should have had last night. Or, oh, yeah, there's this thing in my Walmart sample bag called Liquid (laughs) IV. And, okay, so it's just like a powder thing that has electrolytes and vitamins. So you just mix it in the water and then you drink it. And it's like, it advertises that it's like three times as hydrating as just water. So I drank that at about 7 a.m. How, how is that possible, by the way? I think because of the the way the electrolytes and the salts work against dehydration, maybe. Okay. Sorry. I just... No, I, that's, that's my very limited understanding reading the package <laughs> at six something this morning. Anyways, I think it's saved my life because... I was okay. I mean, it took a little while, but I was okay. I, I didn't, like, get to the bad place. But... <laughs> so, if, if anybody out there finds themselves in a pickle, liquid IV, I guess, or probably just Gatorade. <laughs> That's probably all the same. So, I, th- I think my favorite part of the, the monologue is it, it felt like you were right on the cusp of just going full middle school. And Janie said that Kristen was the hottest girl in youth group, but she's, she doesn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was. Janie uh, said that Kyle Kyle was really into Kristen, and 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 Kyle would never be into me. But that's so not even true because Kyle's never really talked to me. <laughs> I'm not gonna ever record a monologue again. He would, wouldn't even know. No more no more drunk monologues for you, Matthew. <laughs> Okay, well, this is episode 183, and I have affectionately named it the Evangelical Thought Leader Launch Party. I figured a party with two people is just the right speed for both of us. (laughs) (laughs) So we're celebrating your book coming out on Wednesday, August 11th, which I only knew that date because I went to your Twitter bio, so (laughs) way to communicate. (laughs) Well, if you had paid attention to my Twitter bio, you would know that I am sullen and aloof in real life. Okay, but I also need to address another thing about your Twitter bio. It says you're half of FSBT, and I really don't think that math checks out. (laughs) We're talking about, like, height and also the work that goes into this podcast. I feel like you're more of, like, two-thirds or, like, 60%. 60 is that that's not the same i was gonna say is that the same no i think you're more than half of this podcast but i guess guess we'll let it go well you know there's a lot to chew on right there so (laughs) well i mean listen you you planned this episode I did. Oh, and I mean, obviously, I put so much effort into it. I called for people to send in stuff for me to talk about. I just have to read some emails out loud. And and it's even better if I imagine you doing it in your drunk middle schooler voice. What makes you happy? (laughs) Drunk middle schooler voice. Well, you know what it is. Wow, that's a sad picture. I never got drunk in middle school, in case anyone is wondering. I'm not that kind of PK. Okay. (laughs) Jeez, shots fired. They know who they are. They know. They're listening. (laughs) Just throwing throwing Barnabas Piper under the bus. (laughs) Uh, Okay, you have some housekeeping? Some some stuff to say to our patrons? Yes, uh, shout out to the patrons. Thank you for hanging in there. We took a little break on uh, on the podcast because my brain stopped working and you were out of town yes but you're back and you were refreshed and ready to go i'm ready um so anyway yeah i did a post on patreon saying uh if you if you see this and you want a copy uh your kindle copy of the book um you know respond to this so i can see you and i'll i'll, I'll send you one we'll, i'll pre-order you one i totally forgot that you can't gift a pre-order so if you hadn't if you responded and you're and you're waiting on that, it'll to just. I have to wait till the book actually goes live to send it. So, which is oh. eight eight eleven twenty eight eleven. Yes, That's what we're celebrating tonight. Shout out to the uh, shout out to the Theo Bros, browsing Amazon looking for some books on Christian <laughs> growth. Yeah, your number <laughs> number one new release in Christian spiritual growth, which is just beautiful. Just, so imagine I, the, the the Louisville, Kentucky Theo Bros, just browsing Amazon. Hey, what is this? Yes. What is this? <laughs> I have to ask you something, not to talk about the book too much, but what 
what is the over under on number of confused comments i'm gonna get hey you misspelled this oh gosh i mean based on your recent twitter replies i feel like it's pretty it's gonna be higher than i would expect because your recent twitter replies are really something so i didn't do the thing yeah they they are um i didn't i didn't do the thing like uh like on weird twitter a lot of times people will misspell words on purpose and like it's its own little yeah, uh, you know, like drill and some of the other ones, they'll yeah, like it's it's, it's on per- they purposely misspell words to be funny. I didn't I didn't do that throughout the book, but I purposely misused a lot of idioms. Yes, like uh, instead of cart before the horse, I would say let's, let's well let's not put the car before the horse. Yes, just, <laughs> <laughs> those things like that are all the way through the book. So I'm just wondering how many. Um, actually you you said this but you should have meant this comments <laughs> yes probably more than you want to think about <laughs> you said you said rabbit whore instead of rabbit hole <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was thinking about that table read that we did that was three hours and i feel like the biggest miracle of that is that i didn't need a bathroom break <laughs> It is kind of amazing. I, didn't think I, don't, about that. I don't think I go normally three hours in the day without being. I could go right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to take a break. But <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Anything else for our patrons? I think that's it. We'll, uh, we'll get Thank those Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for, for, you know, hanging in there through the weird schedules and yeah we're appreciative mm-hmm. okay what are we listening to what are we listening to uh i'm gonna assume you have an answer ready so why don't you go first and i me... do <laughs> okay i've been right. spinning sob rock <laughs> all right like a lot all i right. just i'm loving it i just i don't know i miss i kind of missed john mayer's last few albums too i don't know and i just forgot i just really like him i really like his music there's a there's one song in there i don't like it's just weird called why you know love me which i don't like (laughs) but the rest of them i love and danny doesn't like john mayer which makes me sad because it's just good it's good it's great I've been enjoying it. There's this line. There's this song called um, It Shouldn't Matter, But It Does. Have you listened to the album? I haven't listened to the album. I've listened to a couple of the songs. Matthew. I mean, I've listened to a couple of the songs on that album. I just haven't gone all the way through. There's this song called It Shouldn't Matter, But It Does. And he's obviously talking to one of his past loves. I wish I knew who. And he's he says to her... He's saying all these things like, you should have done this, you should have done that. And he says, you should have been sad instead of being so effing mean. And that's Jennifer Aniston. That line, I think so too. That line just really, it's so good. It can apply to a lot of us. (laughs) Like, hey, the reason you're so mean is because you haven't let yourself be sad about a lot of things that you need to be sad about. So, anyways, I've been enjoying Sob Rock. How about you? Uh, I'm trying to think. I've been all over the place. 
right now. I was on Greta Van Fleet for a while. Uh, I got off on like a John Gibson thing. So I'll just say John Gibson. I, okay. You know, just, a, just a random CCM guy that I go back to every once in a while because he was a little bit of a unicorn. Just a, just a one of one. Yeah. Uh, there'll never be another John Gibson. Uh, <laughs> if you're not familiar with him, just imagine white Stevie Wonder singing mid-90s CCM. Mm. My favorite things about him, he did a song trying to convince someone to not commit suicide and he in the song he just kept referring to them as baby. Oh, and it we've was, talked about this before. It's never clear who this person was, if they were mm-hmm. male or female, old, mm-hmm. young. In a sense it doesn't matter. He just he just wants to say, Hey baby, let's think about it. Let's So you know. awkward. Let's <laughs> ba- I think the line is Baby, I know you want to end it all, but please before you do. Oh maybe it's like a no, I don't know. Like a teen girl? But then you shouldn't call a teen girl baby. Maybe unless she's your daughter. Uh, is, John weird. Gibson, uh, both in his own mind and in reality to some degree, had more swag than anyone else in Christian music. So I think he was thinking that he was... I think he could have called anybody baby. Okay, one of those I think, guys. I think he would have called Bill Gaither baby as he received <laughs> a Dove Award. Thank you, baby. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay, should we do my stupid question or shoot the shoot first? I want, I want the stupid question first. I'm I'm interested in the stupid question. <laughs> okay, so we had on the Little Mermaid this week, the OG Little Mermaid. Okay. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. 1991 or three or whatever. A lot of problems with it. Okay, so in the opening scene, after the, I'll tell you, that one, after that song goes down into the water, you see all the mermaids swimming to the concert. And there's a mermaid family, a mom and a dad and a baby. And I would like to know how mermaids make babies. Okay. What are the, what are, what's going on here? They got human hat, hot top halves. But they have fish bottom halves, and we know that babies are made from the bottom half of animals, usually. Yeah. Were you on the show when we did Prince Eric and Ariel? I don't know. We did a whole segment about this, and I can't remember who it was. This was a long time ago. Of He was a little too eager to get with her, because <laughs> we don't know quite how the genetics of that one would have worked out. I'm, it might have been me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't, so I don't I, remember. I, I'm not talking about a mermaid and a human. I'm talking about two mer people. What? Yeah. <laughs> Does, are there. You know, because also, when you think about them, they don't wear any coverings. So, like, where. Where would their private parts be? Yeah, okay. I'm Sam. Now I'm thinking about like how fish do it, and I think there's some variance in that, right? So like dolphins will swim up next to each other. Dolphins and... are mammals, though, right? Yes. So, and you can like see yeah, their, you can see their parts. But see, we don't know if mermaids, mermaids might be mammals. We don't know that they're fish. 
<laughs> because their bottom halves are essentially the same as dolphins, right? I mean, yeah, I guess. So you got the... So like, I think a lot of fish, like they do it ex- externally. Like the, the the mother will lay the eggs and the the dad will like spray the sperm on the eggs. Oh, interesting. I think. But then like the mammal side of it, like whales and um, dolphins, like they'll... Yeah, they have like the normal situation. Are dolphins mammals? Yes, Matthew, they are. What's the difference here? What's the difference um, between a dolphin and a fish? Is a fish not a mammal? Fish isn't a mammal. Why is a dolphin a mammal? A dolphin gives live birth and feeds their young milk. Is there? Is that it? Is that the, the two things? And I, yeah, I'm guessing we also <laughs> are oxygen dependent. Okay. In some ways. Well... Everything's oxygen dependent, Casey. Okay, okay. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> this is not the right segment for me when I am so tired. Um, anyway, that's my dumb, stupid question. Is yeah, I've actually I guess... wondered it for a while in some, in some way, shape, or form. I'm always curious how things make their babies. Like, I legit Googled, like, how do alligators have sex? Because they have like that giant tail, right? They so it just seems like when they go like, <laughs> oh, here we go, here we go with the hand motions. This will be a teaser. <laughs> I wasn't sure if the alligators went like, you know, belly to belly, but they don't. They just do. You know. oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's that Thank tail you. that tail was throwing me off it's just very it large seems it like does. it would make things not work but it does <clears throat> <laughs> okay so back to the little mermaid back to the mermaids I've also, about... I've also wondered if do mermaids breastfeed or do their babies eat like fish food <laughs> <sighs> See, these are just the things that you think about when you're a weirdo. <laughs> and do and if they do breastfeed, do they have to get special shells? <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> easy, easy on and off. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of nipples, uh, are we okay with King Triton's nipples? Those things are pretty <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> They're very aggressive dad nipples. <laughs> oh, I gotta pull a picture now. It's I like, mean, I can see it in my mind's eye, but I gotta, I gotta see it in my, in my real eye. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're aggressive. There's no better word, word for it to me. <laughs> he is, he is an aggressively nippled guy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because we're not. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> They're also very far apart. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do the hand motions for that. <laughs> but they are like, you see him. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. 
Okay. <laughs> if uh, any of our um, listeners are aquatic, myth- mythological aquatic creature experts, would like to weigh in on how do mermaids make babies, I could probably just Google it. <laughs> yeah, take take uh, yeah. <laughs> Take a roll of the dice and just Google that one and see what happens. <laughs> Go- image search it, see what happens. I'm not going to do that. It'll be like Little Mermaid fan fiction. Just people are so weird. <laughs> hmm. Okay, let's shoot the shoot. Before we get into praise report, which is the main section of this podcast. Which I think was a great idea. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but everything sucks right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay Here i don't we know if go. you noticed but this segment that i planned was an excellent idea <laughs> I, i'm fine to say that <laughs> i hope that you talk about your book like that i think this book is amazing i can't believe i wrote it in this voice for however many pages it is you should anyways okay now we've already talked about all of these podcast ideas already like if we did another podcast so besides all the podcast ideas we've already talked about if you're going to start another podcast what would you want it to be about this is pretending you had the time or energy to do so um if i had the time or energy to start another podcast but it's not one that we've already talked about yeah i mean like not the jokey ones (sighs) um Okay, so I've talked about doing the history podcast with Becca. Mm-hmm. I've talked about... Um, I mean, I guess that can be your answer if that's your number one thing you want to do. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd really enjoy doing that one. Um, I'd be fun to talk about sports a little bit more than mm. my, my typical 90-second rants on this <laughs> show. Oh. Uh, Probably um, a better podcast partner would indulge you more on the sports talk but that's it's fine <laughs> 90 seconds what more <laughs> do you need really <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> um yeah i th- i think uh this is probably close to no i take that back i i take that back i, I think i've probably talked about this on the show before too but i'll i'll repeat it i'd like to do <clears throat> Excuse me. I'd like to do uh, like a pro- like a produced prestige podcast. Oh. Um, About Mark Driscoll. <laughs> no, I mean I've got like a list of topics in my head of, you know, if I was set financially, and mm-hmm. I had the ability to, to travel a little bit and devote a lot of time to this, uh, topics you know adjacent to Christian culture. Um, to just really put together like a nice prestige, mm-hmm. um, you know, series of podcasts. Because, you know, as we were seeing from the Mars Hill thing, like there's definitely an appetite for that kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it, just, it just takes time and money to put those together. And the people, yeah. that, the people that can do that are really few and far between in mm-hmm. our section of culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what about you? I think I would like to do a podcast about like TV shows that I enjoy. Like maybe do like an episode by episode breakdown, like catastrophe that I'm 
going to start again probably soon. And just, you know, I enjoy TV. And some shows are just really good and meaningful and, and be fun to talk about themes that, that you know, spoke to me or whoever. So that and also a Sarah Gross podcast. Go through every single song in her catalog and say why it's amazing. Could you call it Groves Road because that's her <laughs> Twitter handle? No, I couldn't call it that. I wouldn't do that to her. What would you call it? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Oh, I was thinking about this. The, on the TV thing, isn't it weird how TV flipped? Because, you know, as recently as probably 10, 15 years ago, I just thought, I mean, I just thought TV was stupid and lame. You did? Yeah. I mean, like, it was clearly, you know, like, movies were here, TV was below it. Interesting. And you're either a TV actor or a movie actor. And if you're a TV actor, it's mm. like, yeah, what, you know, Noah Wiley. You know, you're just not good enough to be a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> I like that in your example about how you felt 10 to 15 years ago, you used an actor who was on TV that long ago. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of flipped now that TV has got its own prestige level, yes. too. Yeah, I think all the streaming options and stuff like that have allowed TV to kind of change what they can do, you know, the budgets and all that. The Arrested arrested Development effect. (laughs) Okay, so I went away by myself, totally alone, for two nights. And it was the first time I've ever done that as a, ever, actually. Yeah, I've gone away by myself before, but it's always been to, like, see other people or whatever. Anyways, so if you could go away by yourself for a couple nights, where would you go and what would you do? Probably deep into the woods. Ah. Uh, not, not like survivalist camping. Um, I, I like, I really like being deep in the woods, but. When it comes time to go to bed, I want, I'd like a house, a cabin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someplace just to be totally still and quiet mm. and be able to do some creative things. Mm. Um, nice. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably feel the, the urge to like maybe try to, in, in some ways it'd be easier to go try to see somebody that I hadn't seen in a long time, but. I mean, if it was That's a totally not an option in the scenario, <laughs> if it was a if it was a totally selfish thing, I'd probably just go. So you're saying I'm selfish for going away moments? <laughs> <laughs> Deep in the woods. That's my answer. Yeah. Nice. Which you know, given where I live in rural Alabama, I just have to walk out the back door and pick any direction and walk for five minutes and hey i'm there (laughs) oh man i enjoy the woods too but i definitely don't want to do the camping like sleeping on the ground stuff i'm sorry i don't just (laughs) okay what i'm gonna give my example first so you know what i'm talking about in case the question doesn't really 
what 90 CCM album or albums cover detail stands out to you in your memory? For me, it's Amy Grant's Velvet Dress on the Heart of Heart in Motion album. It's just like something that captured my attention as a kid. I don't know why. I have no I have no idea why. It's like a just like a velour burgundy, yeah, like that velour velvety material. Mm. And it just has stayed with me probably more than any other like detail on a cover on an album cover of that era yeah okay so there's probably a couple i could pick from i'll just take one and okay. it's the, the first jars of clay album like the the liner and so like the, the booklet that you uh-huh. pull out of the front like the texture of the of the paper was like really rough and unfinished uh-huh. and it had a smell and it was like <laughs> okay. it just felt different okay and there was all this buzz around jars of clay like oh you got to hear these guys they don't use electric guitars and they're you know they're, they're alternative and nobody knew what that even meant in, <laughs> in church but um i don't know you just like because a lot of times like with the highly produced albums the, the the, the booklet was real glossy and mm-hmm. and shine. This was more of like a matte finish. Yes. And yes. Uh, just real simple cover, like the the teal. Yeah. And a uh, little, pic- little black and white picture of the band. Yes. Yes. And then I think oh. when you opened it up, there was the uh, picture of a jar with, uh-huh. uh, you know, the Bible verse right yes. underneath it. And uh, I don't know, it was just a very a snapshot of where I was at that time of being 15, 16. Okay, yeah. And just sort of entering early adulthood. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now I'm going to want to get my hands on that album. Mm-hmm. I think Danny might have that album cover somewhere. Stubbed, shoved in one of those CD books, those massive books of CDs, you know? <laughs> Uh-huh. And you like stick the album, you know, you stick the cover in, and then the CD on top of it. Wow, those were the days. And uh, and going back, and this is like before a lot of bands had a presence on the internet because the internet was just email at that point. Yeah. But going and looking and seeing like the names of the band members, and then looking at the picture and trying to figure out who was who, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> like you match people up, and I was probably the one that did this. So you'd match people you up were. with who you thought they were. And then when you actually f- like read a magazine article or something and realized who was who, it was like, oh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's Dan and that's Steven. It was nice when they, when they would like have that information in the, in the insert. Either they had individual pictures, like where the, the people, if it's a band where they did their individual thank yous, you know, mm-hmm. they would you know, have their picture so you could see who was who. And everyone under the age of <laughs> 25 says, what's a CD liner? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, last, last shoot the shoot. What spiritual themed stuff scared you as a kid? all of it (laughs) um 
I think growing up in the like the charismatic church, there was a lot of rapture anxiety. Uh-huh. Uh, not that in particular, there was there was always like that guy that had like the real bad strain of theology that he would say things like, "If you die with an unforgiven sin, mm. you'll go to hell." Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, what you know, what happens if like you sin and then then you can't repent? Can the rapture just have the rapture was mm-hmm. the you know the yeah. the monkey wrench in the gears? And I was like, well, what you know, what if you sin and the rapture happens immediately? It's like we go to hell. It's like well, that's not really in the Bible. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is if you look here, here, here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also demons too. You know, going back to the charismatic thing, just the. Um, you know, demons that, you know, shout out Frank Peretti, demons are mm-hmm. everywhere, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and not to, you know, not to sound Presbyterian, <laughs> but, you know, like I'm just crapping all over any spiritual warfare. Uh, but, you know, there's like the extreme of it too, where it's like, I didn't get this parking place because Satan sent right. that car to park there and... <laughs> Or, like, every time the sound system messed up at church, it was, like, the devil's fault. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the 17-year-old guy you have running the show back there doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> what a great gig, though, at 17. <laughs> oh. I think, you know, besides the constant fear that God was mad at me and ready to smite me, um... <laughs> I, there was this movie that was shown, it had to have been before I was in youth group, because I was a kid, or maybe it was shown for youth group and I saw it because I was at church a million days a week, and it was this movie about these teenagers who go to a party and then there's a car accident. (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing. I am. It's so serious. There's a car accident and like three of them, three of them die or something and two of them go to hell and they show like what it would be like in hell <laughs> and it was terrifying. So, a, so terrifying. Sounds like a scene out of Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames. Maybe that was it. I don't know. I don't know what it was called. Well, that was the, the, the traveling show that went around like at Halloween. Oh, okay, no, this was a this was a um this was like a movie probably made by the Baptist bookstore, uh, <laughs> which now is called Lifeway. Anyways, that just always terrified me. And there was like the it was the it was the double edged sword of like the kids that died and went to hell, and then the person who survived that was a Christian that had to deal with the guilt. That they never shared their faith with their friends. <laughs> you know, just perfect things for an eight-year-old to be thinking about, really. <laughs> and that was uh, so many skits. That was basically every skit in youth yeah. group. Yep. I remember one. It was that was basically the premise. There's always, you know, somebody dies of a drug overdose and goes to hell. And they do they do drugs once and die and go to hell. Right. And. Uh, the uh like she gets taken off to the side 
by the she gets dragged off to hell by the whoever was playing the demons mm-hmm. and then the the christian girl is going about her day and then like the end of the skit was the uh the girl that went to hell like sneaks back into the room and just like screams at the top of her lungs <laughs> like, lisa why didn't you tell me it's <laughs> awful and that was like that was like insane That was was the thing that everybody was supposed to think about. (laughs) Okay. Let's go on to Praise Report. Okay. Hold on, you just got super quiet. I okay, so when I when I did that, Zoom thought that I was playing music. Oh. And now it's saying are you playing music? <laughs> okay. Am I am I okay? You're quieter. I'm just turning you up. Okay. Hopefully it doesn't affect how my mic comes through. I can just keep I can just keep just repeating. Lisa, why didn't no. you tell me? Please don't. <laughs> okay, so we got some praise reports. I love that you called it that. I wasn't clever enough to think of that, so that's why we're a good team. I thought of the segment, you named it, etc. Okay, here we go. Susie. Uh, Susie is celebrating the fact that she's almost fully funded for her new job. Hey. She says, I'm working for a campus ministry and my salary is all through fundraising. And people kind of doubted if I'd be able to do it. So it's been the most encouraging to have raised what I've raised so far. She only has 17% left. So, way to go, Susie. Support raising is, you know, I used to work at Crusade, and so I was an employee, though. I didn't raise support. Uh, but all my um, colleagues and all my team did. And, yeah, I watched them struggle with that a lot, especially working in admin. You know, nobody wants to give money to the missionaries who are computer programmers. They only want to give money to the missionaries who are doing what they think is important so (laughs) anyways i'm happy for you Susie. okay will will sent us his praise report and he has a question for us so (laughs) okay (laughs) he said we had our first baby not quite a month ago steven was and is a chunker 10 pounds, 3 ounces. Good grief. And almost 12 pounds now, and he's the sweetest little guy. He's sleeping really well. Sometimes even 4 to 5 hour stretches at night, which is like, it's just a magic miracle when that starts to happen. Hang on, hang on. Nick Saban is, is uh, buzzing my phone. He wants uh, wants to, to give Will an offer for the, for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> wants to get it to first of the, wants to get the first <laughs> offer in. Uh, he says we're really excited to see him grow and his personality come out and we are starting to see little peaks about his personality that leads me to my question for you and Matthew what is something unique that you love about each of your kids we gotta gotta go through this quick because there's seven of them between the two of us (laughs) okay we can each just pick our favorite kid oh my gosh I would never (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll, I'll start since I had time okay. to think about the question. So, yeah, I have four. My oldest, Olive, is 13. She'll be 14 there in a couple months. Um, something I love about Olive is that she is super affectionate. Um, even as she's in teenagerhood, she's still very uh, physically affectionate with us, which is really nice. Um, it's good for me. <laughs> Something I love about my daughter is good for me. That sounds so selfish. But I'm not the, like, I'm not the most touchy, touchy-feely person. So I just appreciate that about her and that, um, she kind of, uh, brings that out in me too. And then my next oldest is Darcy and she just turned 12 and... Darcy has this amazing intuition about caring for people, specifically younger children and babies. And I always want to be really careful about how I talk about this because, you know, I think sometimes in Christian circles, this, this idea gets thrust onto all females that like they're nurturing and they're good at taking care of people and all that. But she really just does have this natural intuition and... It's, it's pretty incredible. She thinks of things with George sometimes that I don't think of, like how to help him. And it's great. It's amazing. She's so special in that way. Um, Jane is nine and she keeps us laughing like constantly. She's hilarious and not just in like the kid way. She's genuinely funny. She has an amazing like comedic timing and the quick wit and it's really fun. She, we're all choking on our dinner half the nights because she's just, <laughs> she has her captive audience finally for the first time all day in the same place. <laughs> uh, and then George is five and wow, he just, <laughs> it's, it's harder with the younger ones because they still take a lot out of you. But George, uh, he, he loves to play and he keeps me playful. We do a lot of like frisbee throwing and ball throwing and just <laughs> so active. It's it's incredible. I I just I don't I don't know where he gets his energy. I don't I know that people say that about kids a lot, but it's just I think it's different cuz it's so much more like physically physical for him everything is just like I gotta throw something or hit something and that's been wild to watch too because the girls weren't necessarily like that as much so anyway how about you uh so I think the interesting things about my kids are like the oldest one Leah she she processes through things a lot of times with, um, you know, physical exertion mm -hmm. and she, she's a lot more, uh, just physical with, with things of, uh, you know, had a bad day. Well, it's, you know, when she was younger, it was wrestling when, you know, uh -huh. when she, she wanted to <laughs> wrestle with me and then she's gotten a little bit older. It's, um, let, let's go outside and do yard work or let's go to the gym and, and work out for basketball and things like that. And those things really help her. And then the, the middle one, uh, Hannah, she, 
processes things differently and it's you know if she's got things on her mind she needs to sit down with a notebook and doodle and draw and write and get in a get bit of water way. in the front yard <laughs> yeah, uh, and the, the youngest one is is four and i'm not gonna lie she's just pretty evil and <laughs> irredeemable at this point there's a there's probably a human like person in there somewhere but we have yet to meet her so <laughs> i think that babies of a family can it's it's can get difficult because they know they they know they they just have this like knowledge that they're gonna get what they want because you're tired <laughs> uh, i mean she's mostly feral at this point yeah. <laughs> just you know walk around naked whenever she wants to just <laughs> when things don't go right she'll just uh you know helen keller and <laughs> Uh, from the miracle worker, like when Helen Keller wouldn't get what she wanted, she'd just start grabbing and pinching. And oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, welcome to Fun Sexy Bible Time, where Matthew makes fun of people with disabilities. <laughs> I, know, I I know what you mean now. <laughs> Thanks for that question, Will, and congrats on baby Stephen mm-hmm. and his. He also sent a picture. Also needs a picture. It's wow. I mean, he is a little chunk. Adorable. I look forward to watching Stephen on Saturdays <laughs> for the University of Alabama. Okay. Next is from Audrey, FSBT student of the year. Two years she running. Says, What's up, Audrey? <laughs> she says, I'm emailing you. This is crazy. I don't even know how to buy stamps. Audrey, you just literally go to like Publix <laughs> and ask for stamps and pay for them. That's all you got to do. <laughs> I love love Audrey. (laughs) And she says, yo, congratulations, Uncle Matthew, on your book. Okay, so here's her celebratory thing. She's been recently hired. (laughs) She put it in quotation marks and says, I use this term loosely, but I will be paying taxes. That means you're hired. For the first time ever at my church to manage the student ministry's social media. So anyone listening goes to my church they know i listen to fun sexy bible time as well which is very good (laughs) anyway this has all been set in motion basically by this one tweet interaction with fsbt from may 2019 attached below because this podcast and friendship was the catalyst for a viral tweet my pastor saw and shared in a sermon nice (laughs) reason still mostly unknown thank you guys for being my friends and creating this community on the internet and changing the world in a weird way for the lord <laughs> that's so sweet seriously so kind i can't see the <laughs> her tweet that said oh wait i can't see the whole i can't see the whole picture she sent but the tweet said listening to fs bible time at school not homeschool <laughs> i remember that was that like her first interaction with yeah, us yeah 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 awesome i how did she get, like, how did she find us? I don't know. I, am a, I don't know. Uh, I'm, a, but I'm a high school so student with many, ex- <laughs> with many exciting things to do. Let me listen to this podcast. <laughs> as, a, as a couple of parents discuss CCM from before I was born. <laughs> I have been married longer than Andre's been alive, but it's fine. <laughs> Okay, 
Hey, Laura. so Audrey's, Audrey's in ministry now. Yeah, she is. She's in she's ministry. A professional. Nice. Start calling her Pastor Audrey. Just Pastor to Audrey. Piss off the Theo Bros. <laughs> okay, Canada Laura sent us a list. It says one, two, three, three. <laughs> it's four things though. Number one, things I'm celebrating. Number one, a quiet house. We had house guests with two small children for two weeks. And three kids make way more noise than one kid. That ain't that ain't a lie. Confirmed. <laughs> Number two, this past Tuesday, I got to pet a camel and a llama. Congrats. I hope neither of them spit on you, because that seems to be the theme on AFV every time we watch is camels and llamas spitting on people. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Number three, I'm painting a new collection for a pop-up at a local retail retailer. Laura has beautiful paintings, and I can't remember her website off the top of my head, but you Laura should go Smith Laura Is it Laura Smith Art, I think? <sighs> keep, I know keep it's going. .ca. Anyways, uh, okay, here we go. Shoot. I, I messed myself up. I got out of my tabs. And the last thing is my two and a half year old finally sleeping through the night. I hope Lil's already turned off the episode and <laughs> doesn't think that he has that long. But you might until <laughs> your kid sleeps through the night. Well, that's a great thing, though. That's that's a great milestone. Okay. Did you find our website? No, Twitter's been weird. Let me see. Um laurasmithbeauty.ca there we go laurasmithbeauty.ca she has beautiful paintings yes she does okay amy something good i just celebrated is my 25th wedding anniversary with niles also it makes me feel super old (laughs) that's i mean congrats 25 years that's that's amazing it's incredible 25 years I was before I you know cut myself off social media for my getaway I was following their anniversary trip which seemed to last for like two weeks which good for them it was probably only one week but yeah 25 years Amy's the one who had that story about was it the parents yeah (laughs) like her her husband when they were in high school took her to the church parking lot to see was that what it was i think so to see the pairs <laughs> and 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 she wasn't sure what he was up to but he literally just wanted to show her some birds <laughs> i i remember that because i just I, I really identified with him like yes just he was just so pure so pure <laughs> okay last one is from julie uh she sent us a nice little message I'm responding to your tweet about what good things are happening. I wanted to share that I'm currently living out my childhood dream of hiking the Appalachian Trail, starting in Georgia and ending in Maine. I'm currently in Vermont at mile 1,654 and have a little over 500 miles to go. So you're literally hiking the entire thing? Yes. Wow. From Georgia to Maine. That's pretty cool. That's... Yeah, I was just whining about how I never want to sleep on the ground. She's been doing it for, I don't even know how long does it take to hike that long. Okay, as a purebred homeschooler and graduate from a small evangelical university, I can't tell you how much I love listening to y'all as I hike. 
seriously a highlight of my week. One day on trail, I was waiting out a thunderstorm in a shelter and listening to your podcast. Matthew said something so hilarious that I related to so much. I literally laughed out loud. My buddy asked me what was so funny, to which I responded, um, I can't even begin to explain <laughs> what I'm laughing at. <laughs> <laughs> she says she's so glad she found the podcast and she'll send a picture when she summits at Mount I don't know how to say that word Kate Den <laughs> in Maine <laughs> somewhere in Maine wherever the end of the Appalachian Trail is so wow thank you so much for that message that's really. cool she's a long her, her email subject a long distance backpacker loves you <laughs> That is a really, that's an amazing feat. That's a lot of hiking. We're, we're big on My the trails. My Apple Watch would be so proud of me if I was doing that. It'd just be telling me every day how good I was doing. Not like today when it told me to check my rings at 2.30 because I had been horizontal <laughs> all day. <laughs> okay. How about you, Matthew? Besides Evangelical Thought Leader, which we're celebrating at this launch party, you have any praise reports? Yeah, I always like to say that I'm very thankful for my wife, Kendra, who, uh, as we always say, she makes the podcast go on this end, like yes. Danny does on your end, I'm sure, in a lot of the same uh. ways. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we just celebrated 17 years. Uh, yes, happy anniversary. Thanks. I drunk replied to her tweet last night. Did you see that? <laughs> I did. There was she had an uncensored reply. There, there was, there was an R-rated reply she was going to reply with, and she was like, ah, "I thought better of it and just went with a censored she version." She should have just texted it to me. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, I'll keep it short. No, see, nobody wants to hear you say nice things about your spouse. Like that's the really? thing. Is it? I do. Because if you if you have a spouse, you're, you're actually thinking, uh, well, actually, my spouse is better than this guy's spouse. And if you don't have a spouse, it's like, yeah, who cares, dude? <laughs> I don't think that. You know why? Because I know that people are matched up who they need to be with. So it's not like who's the better girlfriend, Elsie or. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever those girls' names were from that movie. <laughs> okay, Elsie, keep going. Elsie? Okay. I don't know. I, I whatever. Yeah. Elsie. <laughs> was the movie why set do, in the 1930s? I don't, I don't feel like that at all. That I don't want to hear people say nice things about okay, their spouse. Well, maybe maybe it's just me, and uh, maybe I'm a horrible person. But we knew this already, so. I don't want. I don't. I guess because I know you, and I I know that it's genuine. If I'm, like, scrolling, and it's somebody, and it's one of those, like, Instagram, like... This woman. This man, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Followed by three curated photos and a collage. But I am happy for people who are happy. But this is why, this is, this is why I'm thankful for her, because I'm not... Always the easiest person to get along with, and I'm pretty honest about that. I mean, I, yeah. this is not like poor pitiful me. Like I know I have some some good traits, but I also can be insufferable mm-hmm. in a lot of ways too. And uh, 
I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just, uh, she's just a pleasure to come home to every day. That's so nice. Every day, I just, she just, I see her and it's like, huh, get to be married to you again today. This is nice. Yeah. So. Well, I'm not going to copy you, even though I could. <laughs> now that I know you never want to hear me say nice things about Danny. I had a really funny tweet that I almost did. I don't know if I sent you it, the draft. <laughs> it said, thinking about making a Danny Haas appreciation Twitter account. And I'm not ovulating, so this is a genuine idea, not a horny idea. <laughs> <laughs> I still might do it. Okay. My praise report is that summer is over. And I'm ready for it to be over. I get to the point where I would like our routines back. And I would like my kids to go to bed at a decent hour. And not have a reason that they can tell me they don't need to go to bed at a decent hour. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, but you live in Florida. Summer never ends. I'm excited to be teaching three levels of Saxon math again. Just... Oh, wow. <laughs> I am that mom. <laughs> you are that mom. Saxon math. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, hmm. yeah. I'm just, I'm ready for the routine. So, it's here. School starts on Monday. We're ready. School starts on Monday. Book yes. is out on Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> it's a big week. August 11th, wherever you buy books, but only if that's Amazon, you can get Evangelical <laughs> Bobby. And only if it's on Kindle right now, because we had to send the, we got the, the test paperbacks in, but there was a problem with the cover. I had to... You didn't like it? You're going to make them change it? The back cover was not great. Okay. I had to run some changes through that and send it back off. And then there was like a like a like a random page that didn't like a chapter ended and there was no period. Mm. It was like how did how did you know all of the reads that we did and all of the editing? How did we miss that there was no period right there? Because so. the grammar was such a mess on <laughs> it's, purpose. It's, it's so horrifying. we weren't looking for them. <laughs> well, that should give me some cover if there are any just random mistakes that, yeah. that float yeah. through. So <laughs> I you cannot... sent me that that image of all the things that was saying possible spelling <laughs> mistakes and they were all just random boner words like king boner and angel boner. <laughs> just, I think every single one was boner related. <laughs> we had a uh, had a very intense editing session between me, you and I think uh, Jason Kirk was helping at that point. And he was, <laughs> where, was did King did King David's boner wag? Or, <laughs> and like all three of us had a different verb. What verb did I did I say? I can't remember. It was like wag, wave, and bounce or something and it was like everybody was really like, we in, really focusing invested. on the movement <laughs> what what do you call that movement <laughs> when king david is on the roof 
probably the best. We did it! I don't even know the right word to start on. <laughs> Why don't I start on four? <laughs>